Welcome to a brand new episode of the WOAFM 99 radio show. This is part three of our FYC Grammy specials that we are running. So on part three today, we've got a special guest joining me, Max Hart. She's a personal friend. She's a producer and artist. She does rock and pop and all that kind of stuff. And uh, this is her new album she's releasing in the Grammy, in the 66th Grammy Ballads. So she's going to be talking about her music. But today, we feature... Some of my dear friends from the Grammys, you know, Grammy peers, and also some of our WOA artists who have just hit, recently hit, the iTunes and uh, Amazon best-selling lists and charts and all of that stuff. So without further ado, let me start the show. Let me introduce these amazing acts from the 66th Grammy Award nomination ballots, and some of my favorites, I should say. So we kick off with Mama Taught Me, my song, of course. We always have to plug in my song. Uh, this is in Best Americana Performance and Best Americana Song. I think it's a great song to start all our radio shows but I think I'm going to try and put it into all my producers and say why don't we start all our radio shows with Mama Taught Me from now on <laughs> alright so Mama Taught Me is the first song on our playlist today followed by my friend Phil Kanakis with his song Turn Up for Peace also in brackets the song is also known as Aquarius Rising now this song is entered in best classical compendium I think last year my friend Kit Wakely won the Grammy for the in this category if I'm not mistaken so after Phil Kanakis, oh, by the way, before each song, the artist is going to be introducing his song, talking about, you know, his FYC entry and all of that. So I hope you enjoy today's show. It's fantastic. Absolutely amazing music and great acts and dear friends of mine that I have great respect for. So after Phil Kanakis, we've got Anne-Marie Deserno, again, very close friend of mine. Uh, we had the most amazing time in Vegas together. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, as you say. You'll see a lot of photos of me and Anne-Marie sitting on the front row off the Grammy Awards at the 64th Grammy Awards in, in Vegas. We had just the best time ever. There's some videos on my Instagram and Facebook, so you got to check it out, okay? Just look for Oliver Sean on Instagram, and you should see some videos with me and Anne-Marie Pacerno. Absolutely great fun. You can literally see the fun we have with the videos and the photos. So Anne-Marie's song is What Will You Say? This is an Americana performance for the 66th Awards. Anne-Marie is a great blues artist. However, this song is in Americana. A lot of blues music will be in the Americana category this year, I believe. After Anne-Marie Becerno, we've got, of course, Max Hart joining me live in the studio, talking about her brand new album. And then we'll play and feature her new single, No Pressure. Hope you like that song. After that, we've got Prem Murthy with the song Love and Peace, featuring Natalie Aikamau. I hope I pronounced that name right, guys. So this is also one of the songs in the Grammy Ballad wishing them the best of luck let me know what you guys think about these songs okay because aside from our grammy voting peers who are going to be listening in to the show we've got a lot of our grammy friends who listen in on a weekly basis because i receive a lot of emails from you guys we've got majority of our listeners obviously are fans of independent music and breakthrough independent music i should say so guys, all my fans, all the fans of the radio show and our podcast, write in, let me know what you think about these wonderful songs we're playing from very eclectic genres, I should say. 
believe because we've got classic compendium we've got americana we've got rock and bop uh, then we've got i think new agey pop or something like that you know so all these guys are talking about their music as well so you'll know more about them and follow them guys go on spotify apple music and follow these guys then we've got my dear friend suzanne gazana who's in the jazz category this year with her song cats meow now suzanne hit the top 40 in the uk recently she also hit uh, i think number 1 or top 10 in america on the pre-order charts the album is not yet out cats meow the album i think by now it should be out because this show is being recorded just a little bit before the album is released so wishing her the best of luck with cats meow uh, let me know what you think about the song you're listening to this exclusive on wafm 99 then we've got another great friend of ours from one of our grammy peers kim cameron now kim hit number 2 in america on the dance charts with her song running past the line and now this is from her album which is in best dance album i believe which is called influences okay and it's got some amazing artists on it and suzanne gazana is also with kim cameron on her album especially on this song running past the line which also hit top 40 i believe in the uk and more stuff coming through for kim cameron keep an eye out on kim cameron some amazing music from her out this year then we've got rene ruth one of my favorite new sort of latin pop singers uh, who makes some great music this is her song lose my breath she's in three categories this year she's got best global performance with this song best dance album possibly might be pushed to the pop category because the grammys usually do that kind of stuff with her album self-titled album Rene Ruth EP and she's also in best new artist she's a great singer in WOA my team the record label team really believe in this artist and we think you will too i mean when you listen to this music it's one of my favorite songs for the year lose my breath let me know what you think then we've got my dear friend Silent Stranger from Canada a lot of you all my followers probably know about the music video we filmed in Canada and you know after the Grammys in Vegas I flew to Canada and we filmed this in Toronto and in Scarborough and all those places and if you want to see behind the scenes footage check my Instagram and check my YouTube you should see all that so Silent Stranger with a song Motoring which is in best rock performance and last but not least we've got Boomer Baby Sounds from California with a song Peace is Missing this is also the name of his album which is in best rock album now Motoring and Pieces Missing, Silent Stranger and Boomer Baby Sounds recently hit the top 10 in the UK. In fact, at number 9 and number 10 in the top 10 rock charts, which is a very very difficult chart to get into on iTunes and also Amazon if I'm not mistaken. So, these are the songs for our part 3 of our FIC Grammy special programming. I hope you enjoy it. We might have a part 4 coming up. We don't know, but season 26 is coming up very very soon and we still have a few episodes of season 25 that are yet to come up. If you haven't pre-ordered the independent number 1s, volume 13, go do it now. All right, Oliver Sean signing out. Have a great day. Tone and tatter I try, but I fail But hey, I'll keep trying Yeah, cause that's what mama taught me Made mistakes Damn, I've been bad But I was forgiven when I made amends Cause that's what mama taught me Oh yeah
to the bone I felt like hell But I crossed that finish line Well, that's what mama taught me Women and wine Whiskey birds You think you've got it all Don't fall This is Philip Kanakis, and you are tuned in to the WOAFM 99 radio show with Oliver Sean. Stay tuned in to catch my song, Turn Up the Peace, Aquarius Rising. To all the Grammy voters and peers who have tuned in, this is for your consideration. My album, Aquarius Rising, has been entered into the 66 Grammy Awards for Best Classical Compendium Album. Thank you for your consideration.
Hello, this is Anne-Marie Pisano from Nashville, Tennessee, and you're listening to WOA FM 99 Radio Show with Oliver Sean. Stay tuned because you're going to catch my song, What Will You Say? Entered for the Grammy Award Ballots for Consideration in Americana Performance. All about crossing over to the other side and redemption. What will you say by myself and Reposerno? Keep tuning in. Some friends have known me a long time. Others have traveled past me. If you had to stand up in a crowd Say what you felt out loud Well, what will you say When I'm buried in my grave Will you say a prayer for me Or will I be a faded memory Did I ever make you smile? Did I lighten up your day? Was I honest in your eyes? Tell me, what will you say? Tell me, what will you say? Never found true love. Money was never her friend. She probably died alone. She loved what could have been. What will you say when I? I Did I ever make you smile? Did I lie to today? Was I honest in your eyes? Tell me, what will you say? Tell me. Fade memory Was my heart 
folks, so today I've got a very special artist in the studio. This is a friend of mine we met in Vegas. And uh, yeah, we, we didn't party as much in Vegas as I wanted to. But hopefully next time we will. Max, how you doing? Max hot on the show, folks. Hi, Oliver. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Just to let all the listeners know, we're working on a song together. I'm very excited about it. And the song's called London. Yes. Even though I'm based in Leicester. Absolutely. Yeah, the song's called London. Uh, it's a new version of London that you've released already. So tell us more about uh, your album, Paper House, your single that I really like called Pretend, which we're going to be playing as soon as this interview is done. So let everybody get to know the song and the album directly from the artist. Okay, Max, go on. Yeah. Tell, tell us more about Paper House and your single Pretend. Right. So I actually started writing the album as a whole, like about two years ago and pretend was the last song, but I think I finished up okay. when I was picking the lead singles when I was promoting the album. Pretend came to me a time when I was going through a very, very difficult heartbreak and it happened in my own house and it came to a point where I didn't want to look at any of the furniture in my house. I didn't even want to be in my own home because that's where it happened. I ended up moving and I ended up just getting rid of everything and buying whole new things and doing everything on my own. And it felt so empowering that I decided to write about it because you could say like part of the lyrics are just like, there's absolutely no trace of you anywhere. Like I'm completely new. Yeah. And the, the poetic aspects that I took were just something that I've never gone on before. And it ended up being one of my favorite songs that I've ever written. That's awesome. You know, as a songwriter, I think when you write something that really is a deeper thing inside you, you know, when you open your soul or when you open yourself out into your song, it turns out to be one of your best tracks that you write. I've realized that with some of my music, when I write about something that I can't talk about, you know, because it's too personal, but then you put it into a song and it's sort of cloaked and people don't know exactly what it is, but at the same time, you're bearing your soul out to people. And that song just turns out to be one of your best material out there. It's really cool. Pretend is out now, so folks can go out there and, and stream it and download it. But are you also working on a new version of Pretend? Yeah, there is going to be a version of Pretend that is going to be, it's still going to be like the same vibe, but there is, it's going to be a little bit more dancey. I'm working with a producer from Kentucky and he specializes in club dance music and yes. he absolutely loves the song and it, we're working on that. Awesome. And there's a song called London that you've released already, right? It's, it's out there on the Paper House album. Is that the song that, that I'm working on with you, right? Because I don't know the name of the song that you sent me. I suppose that's a new version yes, as well? It's, it's a, we're doing a version of London. Okay. And that was the first song that I wrote for the album, Fun oh, Fact. Really? Okay. Cool. It was, but I figured this was one of the perfect songs to maybe like write a verse for you where it's maybe yeah. from the other person's perspective because uh -huh. it's about two people who are on completely just different wavelengths in a okay. relationship. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Sounds good. Maybe we should call it London Leicester Edition. <laughs> you know, kidding. I'm just kidding. No, keep it London. Oliver Sean version, baby. That sounds good. <laughs> So, so Max, Oliver you know, Sean version, Oliver absolutely. Sean, Oliver Sean hash the slash <laughs> Max Hart version, you know, it sounds pretty cool. So Max, oh, tell everybody where you're from, which part of America you're from, and give us a backstory on Max 
hot. How did Mex Hot get into oh, music? Yeah, I'm currently based in Nashville, Tennessee, but the vast majority of my life, I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. I grew up in a, in a military home. My dad was in the Air Force. We were really homebodied for like most of my life, but once I was really old enough to actually experience the world around me, I really, really took into music, and my parents noticed that. They put me in theater, they put me in voice lessons, they put me in choir, they put me in all of these sorts of things to just uh, strengthen what I wanted to do. And so when I got to college, I was doing music education, choir, piano, all of these other things. And then I moved across the country to go to a trade school to learn audio engineering. And that's when I really, really, really fell in love with production. So when I was done with that and I got my degree and my certification, I moved back to Memphis to do an internship at a recording studio. And from there, I became an assistant engineer and I did a lot of production there. I met some really great artists who are still my friends to this day. And it's a wonderful environment to be in. Unfortunately, there just wasn't room for growth for me in Memphis. And I will always appreciate that city for how it raised me and how it shaped the person that I am. But moving to Nashville, I think was one of the best decisions that I've made for my career because I was able to really, really blossom and explore new avenues that I would not have been able to explore. Yeah, Nashville is a fantastic city, isn't it? I haven't, I haven't performed in Nashville. It's I've done so many different cities in America, but Nashville, I was invited yeah. to perform at, what's that really famous location? Like, it's like a, it's like a venue, like a, like a restaurant, but all upcoming oh, artists want to go there. It's something called Blue something. Do you know that place? Bluebird Cafe. Bluebird Cafe. That's it. That's it. I was invited to yeah. go there and I couldn't do it. I couldn't make it into the Aww. schedule. Have you played there? I have not played there, but I have heard so many good things about it. Right. Like oh, so many amazing artists start out there. Yeah, yeah so I've, I've heard great things about it. Just like in New York, Cafe War. Every time I go to New York, I've got a standing contract, right, with Cafe War, uh, where Bob Dylan's played, Jimi Hendrix has played, Bruce Springsteen has played. When I go to New York, I have a sort of like a like a verbal contract that I can't play anywhere else in Manhattan for two weeks. I only play in Cafe War. <laughs> And then I can't play anywhere. I can play in Brooklyn. I can do Staten Island for all I care, but I cannot play anywhere else in Manhattan. And I'm okay with that because, you know, you get to play in Cafe Wild. You're like, you get the whole, the whole New York state coming in there. It's fantastic. So I think Bluebird Cafe is something similar. I would assume so. I don't know too much about it just because I've never performed there right. myself. My go-to venue here in Nashville is Springwater Dive. Okay. It'll come up in any sort of review as Springwater Supper Lounge, I believe. Okay. Okay. Um, but I know the booking agent there. The vibe is amazing. It's Nashville's oldest dive bar. It's cash only, beer only. It's oh, nice. kind of amazing. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If, since you know the booking agent, tell them Oliver's coming over to see you and you're going to come there and freaking rock the joint. Yeah, I'll get the band over oh, and everything. Absolutely. Let's, let's freaking do it. Let's be amazing. <laughs> Oh, yes, absolutely. Let's let's absolutely do that because you and I need to do that. Oh, yeah, definitely need to do that. But there's something else you just said that, that yeah. really got me excited. Big gear. Yeah. I'm starting this new podcast, but I'm sort of incorporating this idea into the WAFM 99 show. Whenever we have artists like you who are into recording, into gear, you know, like I call it the gear acquisition syndrome. Have you got that? I call it gas. <laughs> We call it have gear you, acquisition syndrome. Yeah, it's like when you can't stop buying guitars and recording equipment and you go freaking oh. nuts on it, you know. I think it's a guy thing. I don't know if I've never met a girl 
who's got gear acquisition syndrome? Who's got gas? I mean, you got gas, you know? <laughs> I, I have a specific set of gear that I like to use because okay. it works together, but I do have like pieces that I definitely want. I want one of those giant Leslie cabinet speakers. Oh yeah. That's okay. definitely something that I want. All right. I've heard guitar sounds coming out of that speaker. It's absolutely gorgeous. So you just li- need to um, listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan and, and, you know, the Leslie cabinet and a lot of Beatles stuff as well. They've used, they've used the Leslie cabinet in that as well really cool oh absolutely yeah yeah what else what else go on it's iconic i would have to say when i was in school there was a giant console board that was invented by oxford way back in the 70s and this was around the time they were making star wars oh yeah and george lucas actually had influence on how this console was going to be built it's an ssl console ssl that's what i was about to say I was about to say SSL. Yeah, because, SSL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every album it's, that I've done. The big SSL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, yes, every album yes, that I've done. I've, been, I want one of those. Yeah. Have you got one? You don't have yes. one. Surely you don't have one. I have a blue mic collection. Okay. My friends collect guitar pedals. And for some reason, I look at guitar pedals, even though I don't play electric guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, guitar yeah. pedals, you can get addicted to guitar pedals. I've got a garage where I've got my three Harley Davidsons and the rest of the stuff there are guitar pedals. I swear to God, it's so many oh guitar pedals. I don't know what to do with it. And I can't let myself part with it. You know, I can't sell them. I'm going to need right. it someday on some song. You know what I mean? And I just don't want to get rid of the pedals. Yeah. It's amazing, man. Speaking of SSL consoles, Max, uh, since you're into recording like yeah. me, look at the soft tube console. It's like a hardware machine that connects to your computer and it emulates the SSL console. And I kid you not, I'm partnered with another recording studio here in the UK called Far Heath. And Angus, the engineer there, uses a massive SSL. I don't know what number it is, but it's fantastic. I do all my recordings on it. But I do all the production work in the studio, including tracking of bass and drums and things like that in my studio on this soft tube, which emulates the SSL console, including even looking like the SSL mixer. Do you know what I mean? I'm looking at it. That's wild it's wild i'm telling so i've got the the soft tube i've got the soft tube console and i've got the soft tube faders as well i bought both of them it just looks like this massive channel of the ssl console right in your little studio i'm looking at it right now and i'm going shit i want to use it right now it's so cool go get it i'm telling you you won't regret it you won't regret it Seriously. I hope not. I'm going <laughs> to save it. I'm going to save it. Yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. going to come back to collect, that. Collect your money. Yeah. Go buy that. I'm so crazy collect about it. it collect it. <laughs> and if you've got the UAD, you know, the Thunderbolt UAD audio machine or whatever, the audio song sound card. Yeah. It seamlessly connects with the soft tube console. So you can literally use different things from the UAD, which is hardware emulation onto the soft tube console. And it's like you literally have the Abbey Road in your bloody little room. You know, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So speaking of guitars, you don't play the electric guitar, but you play acoustic guitars, correct? I'm currently learning acoustic guitar. I didn't start out writing this album knowing acoustic guitar or really any instrument. I'm going to be completely honest. When I do performances, I'm usually going with either backing tracks or I hire a guitarist to come with me. You need to get that guitar into your set. They have all told me that. <laughs> the thing is, I can imagine you playing an acoustic guitar. And so you obviously have another guitar player who's like a virtuoso, but it just makes a woman look even extra sexy on stage. You know what I mean? When you play that guitar. Well, I'll like, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can imagine. I'll remember that in my next guitar lesson. There you go. There you go. So tell us more. What are you working on aside from Paper House, the deluxe edition? What else are you working on right now? On the side, I am also a film composer. No way. And I have a contract with a Memphis-based film director. And he's got several movies planned this year and all of them I'm going to be composing. Whoa, that's freaking great. Are they indie films? Are they major films or television? They are indie films. There are a couple that I've noticed that have ended up in small local theaters, usually around the, the Middle Tennessee area. Some of the actors that are in them are, are also from Dallas, Texas, and Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. So sometimes the theaters will hold them there. But you can find any Rip Entertainment films on Tubi TV. Okay. Wow, we got to look for all that. Of, all of his recent films I've composed. Wow. And there's one movie called Deceptive Intentions, and I wrote mixed and mastered all of that, the title track that plays in the credits. What's the movie called again? It's called Deceptive Intentions. Is it on any of the streaming platforms like Netflix or anything like that? It's on a free streaming platform called Tubi. Oh, I know Tubi. I'm going to check it out tonight. I'm going, that's my friend, Max Hawk. She's got <laughs> <laughs> She's you, If you go back a little further, I was an extra for him at some point. So you'll probably see me in some of those films as well. Oh, tell me a movie that you're in. I want to check it out right away. Come on. My first film I did with him was Girlfriends Reunited. And I play the club DJ. All right. Nice. I can imagine you as a DJ. That'll be fun. <laughs> I gotta check it out. I gotta check it out. That's awesome, Next. I mean, see, you know what? These kinds of yeah. interviews, for me, it's more like I'm chatting with a friend, having a drink in a club or something, and getting to know the person better. <laughs> and I didn't know so much about you. Jesus Christ. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. There's a lot to this. <laughs> really cool do you want to plug in your website and social media you know i must tell you one thing though this is to make my fans happy but it's the truth my listeners mm -hmm. the, the listeners of this show of the wf 99 show they are some of the biggest supporters of independent music that i know because every time we say do an interview with somebody and we introduce an artist to the listeners in this part of the world that artist most often than not will hit like some sort of chart or massive sort of numbers on spotify and it's all thanks to the listeners of wfm99 so a big hand to them Woohoo! thank you guys thank you for this and let's go support max heart on spotify amazon give us all the links max tell me where you are and the social media handles as well you can find my artist page on facebook under max heart Okay. I am unfortunately not on Twitter, but I am on Instagram under official Mex IG. There's no heart in the social media handle there. Official Mex no. IG. No. Okay, cool, cool. So Facebook no. and Instagram. Why not Twitter? I kind of got rid of it when it got bought out. So oh. I didn't want to pay for it. Right, right, right. Got it, got it. Okay, okay. A lot of people are sort of uh, moving away from Twitter, I think. There is some entertainment that happens every yeah. now and then, but I have some friends who are on Twitter that let me know about it. Right. So you got Facebook, you got IG. What else have you got? TikTok? I do have TikTok. I am not very active on it. Right, yeah. But you can find me on TikTok at official Heart. I don't really promote my music on there. I just make silly TikToks about me and my life, usually current feelings and stuff like that. Try to be more personable on, yeah. on TikTok. I think that's a good idea, you know, like having something completely different for fans to go check out, you know. They want to listen to your music yeah. stuff, you go to Instagram or Facebook or something. I think that's a great idea. Like, What's the official website? You've got an official website? Funny enough, during this interview, right before you called me, I'm actually working on it. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> What's the domain? Is it maxheart.com? 
The domain is going to be, once it's published, it's going to be nextheartmusic.com. I think that's perfect. You know, I wish, I wish you had made all your social media handles the same. Next Heart Music, all across the board. Yeah. Because that way, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, whatever, Next Heart Music. And that way, that's your brand. Like me, for example, I just got Oliver Sean, secured it yeah. literally everywhere. So if you put Oliver Sean, you ain't okay. going to find no one else unless it's a, it's a scamster or a, or a guy trying to take my ID or something. But it's always going to be me. I've, I've seen that. Yeah, it's terrible. I swear to God, it's so bad. What do you think about them selling these uh, verified check marks? What do you think about that? There's some sort of benefit to like the smaller artist okay. who, struggles, who struggles to get that check mark. Specifically, the verified check mark exists because of brand lawsuits. And I came in to know about that once Twitter Blue started rolling out and people suddenly realized this was not a good idea. People started posing as companies and saying certain things, but like it was because of this absolute mess that like the verified check mark ex exists. So people know that that is actually uh -huh. you and not an imposter. Correct, correct. On Facebook, on Instagram, I've had a check mark now for years. I didn't really bother, you know, and I just got it. Because there were a lot of scamsters and all that stuff using my name and all that shit. So there are a lot of uh, artists yeah. who have that. But now I'm seeing all of a sudden in Australia and America, every second person has a check mark now. And you, and you go, what if some guy uses my name now and gets a check mark for himself? You know, what's going to happen mm -hmm. then? Got 25 Oliver Sean's with check marks and you go, who's the real one? You know, you just pay for it and you get a check mark. What about the people who got the check mark based on who they are? You know, for example, mm -hmm. ISIS or Al Qaeda has a fucking check mark. <laughs> you know what I mean? What? <laughs> on Twitter. Did you know that? Did you know that Al Qaeda? No, I didn't know that. Al Qaeda did has a that. fucking account on Twitter with a check mark on it. Seriously. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I'm thinking it might be better not to have check marks now. You know, that might be the new thing. I don't know. <laughs> It, it might even it might yeah. even be or they yeah. would have to come up with a completely different design so exactly. you can yeah. see who's verified via the the legacy the, the legacy or by like a Correct. real one yeah the legacy yeah. verification but they've taken that yeah. away as well now apparently so now they go oh this account might be a famous person or it might just be someone who has bought it you know you just got to go and figure it out for yourself so in that case why check mark you don't need a check mark if you have to go figure it out yourself I'm just thinking. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not going to make anything any easier. Yeah, if they come ask me to pay for the check, Mark, I'll go, f I'm not going to pay you f for you I'm to so, tell I'm me that I'm famous. Sorry. I know who I am. My fans know who I am. The hell with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So, Max, uh, anything else you want to tell us uh, that you like doing aside from music? What else do you do in Nashville? What can you do in Nashville? Tell me. Because I'm planning on coming there. Aside from the obvious, you know, music scene, what else do you do in Nashville? So I actually own and operate a songwriter's lounge as well. What? I call it... Jesus, yeah, Max, I call it when do you have the time? Where do you have the time to do all this? I don't get it. <laughs> so you have got a songwriter lounge? What the hell's going on? How do you have the yes. time to do all this? Well, the songwriter's <laughs> lounge is a booking-based okay. place. So okay. you have to actually like book an allotted time okay. to use it and write with me. Okay. 
Okay, so tell, tell me more about this. This is so very exciting. One, it's very exciting. Tell me more about it. I have reached out to some of my friends who are artists or other people, and I've brought them in. I've shown them around. It's just a little space. It's an extra space in my own personal home that I welcome trusted people and friends. Okay. And we can sit down. We can chat. We can have a drink. We can write music. We can pet my cat. It's a place where artists can hang out and just be and be themselves. And it's a judgment-free zone. It's not owned by a corporation. There's not really any commitment ties to it either because people can just call me up and ask if they can come over and write with me. That's amazing. What a fantastic idea. I, I like that. Now, I'm thinking... I should, in my studio, in my garage, right, put a pool table, have a recording system set up, and invite musicians to come over, have beers, play pool, and record everything we do, and then use parts of it to write a song. How does that sound? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's, like basically fun, right? like, that's basically how I operate my space. Yeah, we we cool. hang out, we yeah. we jam a little bit, we write, we just don't, you never really know what's going to happen when you come to the artist hangout. Oh, that's so cool. So am I invited? Can I come over to Nashville? Absolutely. You can come over whenever you want. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to hold you to that and we'll do a show while I'm at your songwriter's lounge and then we can maybe live stream it or something to, to my 200,000 fans. That'll be great fun. <laughs> let them that, have a, let them get an insight absolutely wonderful that's awesome so max another question i had is have you got any music videos yeah. have you got any music videos for your songs or have you considered making any music I have videos a, we are in the they're in the talks right now okay to make music videos but we're we're gonna probably start shooting early next month oh that's great just so you know you know we i work directly with the viacom like vh1 mtv if you make a video which is on that level you send it over. I'm going to see that you get some MTV airplay, baby. That'll be fun. That'll be really good. Absolutely. That sounds wonderful. We need to get the independent artists to kick the asses of all the major manufactured acts. What do you say? You with me? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I Absolutely. agree. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we're doing to my label now. I mean, we've got every week, literally, I'm not kidding you. Every week, we've got an independent artist hitting the top 10 on the iTunes charts, the Amazon charts, and on a monthly basis, the Billboard charts. Now, that is something oh, really awesome for independent musicians to know that this is happening. If you're signed to us, a label like ours, I suppose, there is a way for you to actually get out there to that level because it's not that hard if you've got the right people supporting you. As long as you make good music, you've got the right people with you, you don't need a major label. You don't need to sell your soul to a major label. You get me? Right, I don't want to start a rant about freaking major labels. I was signed to two major labels, you know. I was with Sony BMG. I had to go to court to get all my rights back from them. So since then, I've been on a rampage because I'll tell you what, three or four years almost, when I was signed with them, you know, they would shelve you, they would send you to gigs, release whatever, and then they would control what's happening, right? As soon as I broke away and I said, everything goes through WA now, my record label, I got an MTV EMA nomination with all the other major label artists, okay? I was the only independent artist. I got massive loads and loads of top tens on Billboard charts and all that. I'm like, screw you, major label. This is what I can do independently, you know? And that's what I've been after all the independent artists going, don't sell your soul to the majors. You don't need to do that. I agree, my, you don't. Yeah, that's just my rant on my show. I love doing that. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love doing no. that. Right, so uh, you were in LA a couple of months ago, right? I was in LA attending some pre-Grammy parties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I had the tickets. I was about to be there. And last minute, I had to cancel, so I couldn't catch up with you there. I really think 
it was so much more fun in Las Vegas. Don't you agree? Controversial, but yes, I agree. <laughs> Controversial? Go on, tell me, I, tell me more. Tell me more. What do you mean? What do you mean? I personally love Vegas. I love Vegas. I think there's so much more to do in yeah. a walkable amount of ground than there is to do in LA. I'm not even going to rag on the fact of my weekend in LA because I did have an amazing time. It was completely memorable. I will not ever forget it because I spent the weekend with very lovely people. Our Grammy family, you know all right, of them, of Natalie and Suzanne and yeah. Amy. I spent my entire weekend with them. And so yeah. they made it so wonderful and memorable. But yeah. like Vegas, that was a whole different like. I know, right? It was, it was a different world. That was, so cool. that was also, I mean, Vegas was also my first Grammy. So I right. feel like that would probably influence my opinion a little bit. Okay, okay. Well, I think I used to always go, oh, my second home is New York, right? But now I'm going, ooh, I think I need to buy an apartment in Vegas. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> it's so fucking good. In, in Los yes. Angeles, though, you know, LA, I just think LA, you know, there are two, three places there that, that is Los Angeles that you see on TV. The rest of LA is a freaking shithole. Think about downtown LA, you look at all the other places. Yeah. There's not much to do. It's a horrible place. It's a scary place as well, if you think about it. I'm not ragging on LA oh, yeah. overall, it's, but you know, look at Skid Row. No, all that kind no. Of shit. Uh, and yeah. like, yeah, go on. It's, it's just interesting to think about how much good comes out of LA and how much talent comes out of LA. Yeah. People try to go there to see what it's all about. And they're like, oh, yeah. to the right is. Capital Records and to the left is a dumpster pile. <laughs> exactly, exactly my point. I was on tour, I remember. It was the first time I was going to perform. I did Los Angeles, Santa Monica, and some other places. I don't even remember. And I was like, oh my goodness me, this is not what I thought it was going to be like, you know. I love Sunset Strip. Everything costs a hundred times right. more. Even a freaking Red Bull will cost you a hundred times more than it would cost you in any bodega or whatever. So you go, Sunset oh Strip, goodness. Sunset Strip was fun. I did Whiskey, Go-Go, Viper Room, all of that, you know, all the famous places. The experience there was great because I had fans flying in from different parts of LA, Utah, and all of that to my gigs, which was, so it became like a personal party gig for me because I had all the people I know and my fans coming in, especially to support me. After that, I was within LA driving around and going, oh my God, man, this is not what I thought Los Angeles was going to be like. I was walking up Walk of Fame and I went down to the left, just down the streets to some Denny's or some shit. And oh my God, it looked like, where the hell am I? I thought I was going to get mugged or something. It was scary. I was like, this is not <laughs> Los Angeles, you know? Oh my goodness. And this time around, I was going to be performing at like two or three of the pre-Grammy events and I to cancel all of them i was really hoping that i was going to yes. change my opinion about los angeles this time around especially because i'd be hanging out with you guys you know you'd be there suzanne yeah. ricky and uh, you know natalie and all of them and kit was nominated so i thought oh that'll be so much fun hanging out with him i had to cancel last minute but hopefully next year i wonder do you think it's going to happen in uh, in la again next year or, or are they going to come to new york this time because they did it once in new york didn't they i hope they choose a different location i think choosing different locations every year would actually be like a good idea that'd be so much fun no one would ever expect the grammys to ever be held in minneapolis but there it might go. be nice <laughs> there you go chicago is good chicago absolutely yeah. i think for a fact they'll never have it in uh, what's this place that i uh, i always like reading john grisham books about uh, what's down south oh mississippi they're never gonna have the grammys in mississippi no, mississippi <laughs> But I'm thinking Florida, yeah. Chicago, you know, those kinds of places. Like Seattle, maybe, Washington, D.C. But they'll always stick to the entertainment capitals. New York, L.A., 
Las Vegas. I don't think the other cities would sort of qualify for a Grammy event. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But it'd be cool. That would be cool. Max, first of all, thank you for being on the show. It was great to, to get to know you better. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and I think a lot of the fans are going to love your Paper House album. And on that note, here is one of my favorite songs from the album, Pretend by Max Hart. I've dreamt of this night for some time Alone but just two flickering lights Not leaving a paper trail for anyone to find We've spent so much time We don't have to exist The present is just another song We can learn to laugh again Without ever leaving our beds And no pressure to turn Radio No pressure, no pressure No pressure, no pressure The wind's picking up but you won't blow away Are you lost in thought or Contemplating mistakes? Can I hear what's hurting Even if you push me away? We'll spend one
Cause I'll never take a break 